1: Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. We're about a month away from Utah's primary elections, June 28th, and always trying to look at what would candidates do uh, in office. And really pleased to have join us on the program today, Jake Hunsaker, of course, is running in Utah's fourth congressional district, and he joins us now to talk about some of the news of the day and looking at uh, what I think is always the critical thing. What are you for? What does the vision look like? Uh, Jake, thanks for jumping on with us today.
2: Yeah, boy, thanks for having me. It's been a few months since we were on, and we've done a lot since then. It's exciting to be in the heat of the primary season.
1: Yeah, and uh, it is coming down the home stretch. That's always uh, an intense time for campaigns, and obviously it's always challenging uh, when you have uh, the kind of news of the day that we've been having for the last couple of weeks, really, uh, and it always gets us thinking okay let's kind of project it forward what uh, what does this look like uh, how would things be uh, and so uh, let's let's start with the tragedy in in texas uh, if you were in the house of representatives uh, on the floor of the house uh, what kinds of things would you be looking at uh, what kind of conversations would you be leading uh, as it relates to uh, that kind of tragedy
2: yeah well first of all i have to express that my heart is broken Uh, and just completely goes out to the community in Uvalde and to the families that have had their homes shattered in the last few days. I'm from a large family myself, as are you. I have 75 nieces and nephews, and they're all completing their school years right now, and I cannot fathom the evil that would cause a crisis of this proportion. And uh, so I just wanted to express that. I know all of us are feeling the heaviness of this moment. What it comes down to to me is that for far too long, we've had politicians whose entire platform is being against their opponents and very few people putting forward a vision of what needs to happen. And it is clear to me right now that we are in the middle of a crisis of humanity, uh, and that comes at the confluence of a lot of factors. There's no one factor that has caused this influx of violence in our communities. You know, violence, gratuitous violence in our media, a crisis of mental health, certainly uh, broken homes and broken families. Not always the case, but oftentimes and certainly, uh, you know, uh, the gun conversation comes into play. I'm a proponent and supporter of the Second Amendment and of legal and law abiding gun owners. Uh, But I also am a proponent that uh, of not just saying no and ignoring the problem. Right now is a moment where we need people in Congress who are willing to have the conversation about what's going to solve this in our schools and our communities. School safety measures, uh, increased resources for uh, law enforcement and protective services, all of these are going to be part of the solution. And we've got to have people willing to have the conversation. I was encouraged to see Speaker McConnell uh, and Senator uh, Cornyn from Texas say, listen, we want to bring Democrats to the table on this because all of our communities, Republican and Democrat alike, are are being impacted by this influx of violence. And I think it's a multifaceted approach. I think Congress has a role to play. I think state governments and local governments have a role to play. But we've got to have the conversation and be willing to bring everyone to the table.
1: Yeah, and I think you raised such an important point there, Jake, in terms of uh, it really is an all the above uh, kind of approach to things that uh, we, we can have conversations about red flag laws and background checks and all of those kinds of things. And as you pointed out, we've got to have conversations about uh, home and community and mental health and uh, addiction and all of those other things that uh, that get wrapped into something so complicated as this. And that is the conversation. Uh, like you, I was I was pleased that Leader McConnell uh, and, uh, and Senator Cornyn uh, have been tasked to to really go at this and see if there aren't some places. My my guess is it's probably around red flag laws is probably where they start. Uh, but I think starting that conversation is a is a crucial one. Uh, and so let's let's pivot now to some of the other things. Uh, I know you've been traveling around the district uh, as you've been going through the course of this campaign. Uh, I don't even have to ask. Uh, I I know rising inflation is on everybody's mind in the fourth district. Uh, Tell -hmm. us us what you're hearing and tell us what you think needs to be done uh, in terms of dealing and addressing that with that rising inflation.
2: Well, what I'm hearing uh, over kitchen tables and in uh, small businesses across the district and in, in community events with voters you know, Democrat and moderate and Republican alike is that we have got to stop pumping our economy full of fake money. All of us are paying the price for this in terms of the price of groceries, in terms of the price of gas. And by the way, this is a talking point that Republicans use every time we run for office, but our party is just as culpable in supporting irresponsible spending and building a mountain of $30 trillion of debt that is an existential crisis for our country. And, uh, you know, Boyd, to me, Uh, I'm looking for someone as a voter and, and the reason I'm running for office and the reason why my number one priority is cutting spending and passing a budget is because we have so few people coming up with their own solutions right now it's in vogue to simply vote no and then you know pat yourself on the back and go home and call yourself a fiscal conservative that's not the end of the story. We have mandatory spending uh, every year that is suffocating our country's ability to budget because of the programs that, you know, take up essentially these things where we cannot choose if our money goes out the door or not, right? This is liabilities on federal pensions, um, uh, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, service on our national debt. All of these things are mandatory, and and that's not even getting to the discretionary piece of, of the spending pie, right? Yeah. And, and no, one's, no one's picking those up because it's been kind of termed the uh, political third rail. You kind of take your life in your hands as a politician to talk about it, but we've got to. And so I would love to go back to Washington and create a task force in Congress to have significant – focus on restructuring mandatory spending programs that are ultimately growing well beyond their scope and uh, suffocating our ability to budget and spend responsibly in this country.
1: Uh, Such an important one uh, and a big amen. Uh, We've got to have that conversation and and go beyond just saying no. it's not just the no conversation. It's the vision of, uh, of what comes next. I want to sneak in one last question really quick yep. with you, Jake, on uh, because, of, because of your background, you bring something really unique uh, that would be in Congress in terms of your private sector work, uh, doing analytics and operations for Fortune 100 companies, a lot in the tech sector. Uh, and obviously, there's a lot of conversations about tech right now. Uh, what are the kinds of things you would look to engage in as it relates to, to big techs, uh, tech if you were uh, there on the floor of the house? Yeah.
2: Well, and really quickly on the last piece, and in terms of my private sector experience, you know, the private sector, a business owner knows that it's not enough to identify the problem. You've got to be able to solve the problem, too. And right now we've got a Congress full of problem identifiers that those political points without coming up with any of their own solutions. It's why, uh, Boyd, we actually have baked over, my family has pitched in to bake over 2,000 loaves of homemade wheat bread on the campaign trail. Wow. Because when I was a kid, we could not afford things like piano lessons and surgeries for our pets. But my parents didn't just leave it at no, they said there's still a problem. And they called around town till they found piano teachers and vets to who would accept loaves of bread in payment for these things that we still wanted, these problems we still needed to solve. And so we want to be the party of, you know, homemade bread solutions in Washington. And that comes to, of course, it comes to tech. Uh, We have uh, limitations in terms of, uh, you know, the influence that the private sector can have in the public public discourse. And we need to have serious conversations about that. But it's not enough to rail on big tech. We've got to have people who are willing to dissect the problem and then come up with, Actual substantive solutions to solve these very, very complicated problems in the private sector in terms of how they impact, you know, uh, public discourse, our elections, even these um, kind of, you know, silos of of similar thought that all of us are sinking into uh, and creating divisions in our communities. We've got to get real about solutions.
1: Uh, fantastic, Jake Hunsaker, candidate for Utah's fourth congressional district. Utah native, one of eleven children. Everybody's good that comes from a family of eleven. Uh, raised on a small <laughs> farm out uh, near Ogden, uh, and as I mentioned, has done uh, some extraordinary work in the private sector as well. Jake, thanks so much for joining us uh, on uh, Inside Sources today. Good luck down the home stretch. I'm sure we'll be talking soon. Thank you, Boyd. All right, that wraps up hour number one of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Top of the hour news is next.